love this verse because it just gives me so much strength and it's also you know as you said paradox it's a paradox so i love that about the verse because it kind of goes against everything um, we're taught of uh, in the world and you know in worldly logic weakness and you know is not equated to perfection um, and I think we take grace for granted when life is easy and beautiful, but grace shows itself when you're not in those circumstances. Hi everyone, welcome back to the 15 Minutes Podcast, a space where you can pause, rest, and be reminded of what is important in only 15 minutes. I'm Emily Rosli Budiman, and it is my joy to host this faith-filled 15-minute long podcast which has a brand new episode every Wednesday. And the best way to stay tuned is to hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you are consuming this content. I hope you were blessed by the glimpse of Sherilyn's story from the last episode, and I hope you know by now that the grace of God is available for you. Yes, it is freely given to you. No matter what storm or mountains you are facing at the moment, God sees you and His grace is sufficient through it all. In today's conversation, Sherilyn and I are talking about practical ways we can embrace the grace of God in our day-to-day life. Because how many times we get distracted and crippled with anxiety or fear of the unknown. I'm not exempt from this, which is why I truly cherish intentional practices like reading the Word of God, prayer, fasting, worship. These practices shape how we see God, how we see ourselves, and how we relate to the world. So whether you are working on your project at work, getting ready in the morning, or running on a treadmill, you are welcomed and loved in this space. Pop in those earbuds, reheat your coffee, and join me in my chat with Sherilyn. Hi, Sherilyn. Welcome back to the 15 Minutes Podcast. I want to go back to that early years of your college life when you made those poor choices. I think as a Christ follower, we know that we have a spiritual enemy that we are constantly fighting against. And so I want to get practical here for the listeners to notice. What would you say are some of the lies that you believed in that season that distracted you from keeping the faith? Great question. As I mentioned before, I think my biggest fear in life is being left alone. Um, Not just because I'm an extrovert, but I think I consider it this notion of who God is without referring back to his word, without referring back to the Bible or listening to testimonies. And one of the biggest lies that came out of that, you know, very uh, one-sided understanding is that there's this false character of an unfaithful God It's as if um, I basically put God as the same character as people, you know, in my life or humans in this world, which, you know, are, you know, in general are unfaithful because uh, they, you know, only look out for themselves. And I think that's one of the lies that I believed in. And that's why I felt so alone and didn't believe that there was someone out there who would want to help me in that time where I was, you know struggling with my identity in Christ. And I was, you know, spiraling down um, in a negative direction. And I was like, man, there's no one, you know, to save me. And, you know, God is, you know, God is so disappointed in me that he'll leave me. And I think that, you know, that lie kind of stuck to me and, you know, God's just going to leave me alone. Like he's not going to want to, you know, save me back. Like it's not worth it. And I think that's, the light that distracted me from keeping the faith and kind of steered me off from that path. 
It's interesting that you mentioned your wrong perspective about God became the lie that you believed and has prevented you from pursuing Him. And so I feel like in this journey of experiencing the rhythm of grace, having the correct perspective about God is so important because it shapes how you relate to Him, how you view yourself. And I think as humans, we have tendency to put God in a specific box and dictate the way He should behave. Mm-hmm. When in reality, he is supreme and sovereign over all things. And so when we talk about this idea of grace, it doesn't make sense, right? (laughs) From humans rational, it's hard to imagine being forgiven. The Bible says our sin is washed away and we become as white as no, hard to believe. And so in your experience of conquering these lies, what are some of the practical ways that we could do to overcome them on a daily basis? First of all, always referring back to God's words, like reading the Bible. And I think that's a habit that I first started out when I was struggling, was going back and reading the Bible, you know, going through with a plan. Um, I started reading more devotionals. Um, I started listening to more worship music, which um, I think for a time in my life, I stopped listening to it. And I think going back to those habits, starting new habits that, you know, it's not, you know, monumental. It's not going to change your life. Um, tomorrow but it does help and I think it's super practical because I'm sure everyone you know can download the bible app you know in their phone um, in their tablets um, or even buy a physical bible it's you know so convenient to just read through um, his words and it's so comforting in a way because you, you would not know who God is unless you read it you know and I think the God's words is eternal and it's so true. Sometimes it hurts to hear it back, but of course, um, you know, God's always looking out for you. And I think if you want to know that um, statement, if it's true or not, you should always refer back to the Bible and, you know, the testimonies and listening to worship songs and stuff like that. And that's good for people to know. So second Corinthians 12, nine, God said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul responded, Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. To the listeners who are struggling with this understanding of grace made perfect in weakness, maybe they recently received Christ and are still unsure about this whole grace thing. What would you say to them? How would you encourage them? I love this first because it just gives me so much strength. And it's also, you know, as you said, paradox. It's a paradox. So I love that about the verse because it kind of goes against everything um, we're taught of uh, in the world. And, you know, in worldly logic, weakness, and you know, is not equated to perfection. Um, and I think we take grace for granted when life is easy and beautiful, but Grace shows itself when you're not in those circumstances, when you're alone. I think grace shows itself more when you're in weakness. And I think that's why this verse really speaks to me. Um, I've learned, you know, in my own experience, that's when I, you know, experienced grace was when I learned about my brokenness and was in my brokenness. And I saw God's grace clearer um, than ever. The way he extended his hand and, you know, hugged me and lended his um, helping hand um, led to, you know, a, a lot of experiences in my life where it turned my life around from that point, like going to church, serving, you know, in church in Boston, um, having great friends, being in the cell group, 
And I think all those blessings started with that one night cry for help in my brokenness where I was just, you know, God, I'm, I'm tired. I am weak. I am, you know, lost. Like, I don't know what to do. And that's when, you know, God extended his hand. And that's why this verse is so powerful because it's true. Grace, his grace is, you know, more powerful in weakness than when your days are, you know, all good and happy because that's when um, you can truly understand and experience God's grace. I would say, in simple words, I would say God loves you even when you don't deserve it. Or when you don't deserve it the most, God still loves you. And I think it's it's hard to comprehend because we don't know anyone in our life who would, you know, love us unconditionally. You know, I don't think there's a human on this earth who would love you unconditionally the way God does. And I think as much as it hurts and as much as this belief you you have in yourself it's true god does you know love you in all the circumstances and that's why he does the things that he does like if you kind of want an understanding of why he does it it's most likely because he loves you and i think that's what i want to say for people who are struggling and because those are the words that i needed the most in that time was knowing that you know god still loves me and god still wants me back um in his kingdom and you know as his child and if you're struggling with that today um, or you're struggling with it for a while, I think I want to say that God loves you and you can always come back to him anytime. He'll welcome you with open arms. Um, I will testify that it's true. So 100% um, uh, you can always come back to him. There's no late timing. There's no early timing. You can always go back to him and he'll still open, uh, open his arms for you and love you unconditionally still. Yes, and I love that you mentioned in the first part of this conversation that you are still in this process. I think we are all are, myself included, right? Grace doesn't make us perfect all of a sudden, um, which is an even more reason to be grateful for God's grace. So good, so good. What resources, books, podcasts, or worship music on this topic that you want to recommend to people today? I'd like to recommend two beautiful worship songs today. First is Grace to Grace um, by Hillsong United. I think if I could sum up my whole experience encountering God's grace, it would be in the words of the song, um, especially where it says, if having my heart was worth the pain, what joy could you see beyond the grave? If love found my soul worth dying for. I think that's basically the whole encompass of what God's grace was in my life. Even when I don't deserve it, he still paid it all for me, you know. Um, and the second song um, that I want to recommend is No One Ever Cared For Me Like Jesus by Stephanie Gretzinger. Um, it's a simple and beautiful song. And I think um, it's not that popular. It's not a very popular song. So I'd like to recommend this one because it reminded me, you know, it's basically the whole lyrics is just saying how in different aspects of your life, um, I want to glorify, you know, you want to glorify God because no one ever cared for me like Jesus. And just the, just the title itself kind of, you know, um, says a lot because, you know, as I said before, like when I was um, in this dark path, like I just wanted to know someone caring for me. And I think this um, song really spoke to me in that sense. So those are my two recommendations. Well, I'm glad that we get to cover a lot of topics within this two 15-minute episodes Obviously, there's more to your story that I would just encourage people to reach out to you directly 
How can people find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at ShareGautama, S-H-E-R-G-A-U-T-A-M-A. Um, just send me a DM or comment on my pictures or something like that, and I'll respond to you. <laughs> so yeah, you can find me there. Sherilyn, thank you again for being here. Thank you for being vulnerable and sharing your story of experiencing God's grace, that undeserved gift that's been extended to us. It not only gives us hope for our tomorrows, but also motivates us to extend the same grace to other people. So what final word of encouragement would you want to leave with the listeners today? I just like to remind everyone that even in your brokenness, God can still use you and His grace will extend to that so much. Like, I, f- I feel like without me being in that um, dark, you know, dark space um, for a while, I wouldn't, you know, be involved in church. I wouldn't appreciate the friends that I made through my cell group. I wouldn't go back to my cell group every week if I do not, you know, understand that grace. And I think the fact that God still loves me through that all, I think, um, is just a evidence and proof that you know God still loves you and he'll you know go through lengths to save you and bring you home so just hold on to that um, thought and understanding and you're good to go in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1 the serpent asked did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden a question like did God really say x y and z may come often in our mind And it's often difficult to discern whether that question is from God, not from God, or just our brains going crazy. I love that the remedy to this quote-unquote confusion is to refer back to the Word of God, the Word that is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. There are many times in my life when I thought that I couldn't overcome a challenge, or, like Sherilyn, thinking that the mistake was too big, that there is no way God can forgive me and no way to resolve this issue. Let me encourage you today. God loves you. Yes, He does. He sees you and He has a great purpose for you. Don't believe in the lies you believe about yourself or about God. Get to know God. Embrace Him. Embrace the grace. Thanks again for tuning into the 15 Minutes Podcast. And until next time, friends, remember, Yes, life is busy, but there's always a space to recharge and be reminded of what is truly important. I encourage you to enter that space, even if it only takes 15 minutes of your day.